Basement. I'm Dylan. I'm Blaine. I'm Ed. And I'm James. And here we go, boys. <laughs> Man. Plenty to talk about what today. What a week, huh? We are not yeah. going to run low on the uh, Couple content. Couple a week? I don't know. Feels like a lifetime, but also a day. <laughs> That's been, how time works. I've been in between jobs, and so I haven't had, like, anything to do outside of, like, working at the house occasionally. Doomer, doomer scrolling? Yeah, stare at the, yeah, the doom rectangle. Pretty much, yeah. And I've been living life like the cat that we have at the house, Morty. <laughs> and wow, I get it now. Being a cat rocks. I saw this really great meme that depicted the women from The Handmaid's Tale on a bench and on the bottom it said you know, I really like Bernie, but he was just sounded a little too angry <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at yeah, I don't know man um, I had so, some had some tweets about the whole Roe v. Wade thing I had saved um, yeah, so I mean the big news yeah. is Elon buying Twitter and then we thought that would be enough. But then this Roe v. Wade leak happened. which And that's next level. Yeah, it's also... I think the leak is probably strategic because now they can't go back on their word about taking it off because that would seem like it was, you know, like appealing to the crowd instead of it being like an actual decision by the Supreme Court. You know what I mean? Like if they say, hey... Uh, we're going to overturn Roe v. Wade and they make a big stink about it, like right when it happens, then that sucks, but it'll happen. When they say there's a leak about it, then they're like, oh, well, that's something they were planning on doing. If they change it, then it's obviously because everyone was crying and moaning about it. You know what I mean? So I think that it has more to do with um, rioting and, like, violence. <laughs> um, okay. And <clears throat> And I say that because, like, right now it's hey that's gonna happen and that pissed a lot of people off and there were a few small riots and whatever uh, a lot of protests a couple of small riots um i think that if it had just come out hey it's done no abortion now and it just happened one day and nobody knew it was coming i think that would have led to a lot bigger response from from the population and that's what they were trying to avoid with this leak. So do you think it was like a political activist, somebody actually involved in the Supreme Court? Or this is all speculation. We don't, we don't fucking know. But like, I don't know if it would be more on the conservative right or more on the liberal right. See, I'm not, I, I don't even know really which it would be. And I don't think it matters. I think it's more of just a, I mean, we have a uniparty anyway, to a large uh -huh. degree. <clears throat> and like, when it comes down to it, it's in the entire government's best interest for the population to stay under control. Mm. So it could have been any government agency. It could have been any person within the court. I mean, that's, it's that's a very the, small amount of people who have access to that sort of information. Yeah, very that's small. that's true. But also, it's in our current perception that the populace should be under control. But what people don't really realize is we outnumber the feds 5,000 to one. And so the best thing that the feds could do if they really want to, you know, stay off the chopping block is to, you know, make us happy or at least well, this perceived happiness. This isn't making most people happy. It's making a certain subsect of extreme nincompoops happy. Well, I, I mean, isn't the statistic something like 
30% of the population are pro-life, anti-abortion. Something yeah, it's like not, that. It's not a significant majority no. in the slightest. No. No. But it is something that... Very vocal. The conservative base very much wants to see and electrifies them. Well, either... I think four of the justices voting to overturn this or would be voting if, you know, if it comes to, you know, the actual decision later. We don't have an actual decision yet, but four of them were appointed by presidents who lost the popular vote. (laughs) And then we're expected to, uh, and then then every single state in in the country has nobody, like none of the states have more than 30% support. Now right. that, that's different in certain states in the South. You know, you got more in you know California. You probably got less, but none of them are over thirty. And this is going to happen in the the land of the 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 free, where democracy <laughs> reigns true, right? Well, and that's my big thing is that oh, it's states' rights. It's going back to the the hands of the people, and it's like okay, well, if it's really going back to the hands of the people, why isn't there a referendum for me to vote on? Why is it that there are already laws mm-hmm. on the books that will be triggered the moment it happens that I have no say in and I haven't had a say in because it was done before I was born. There's no such thing as a true democracy. It's just federalism painted with red, white and blue and a bald eagle. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's- the bigger implications here are what it means for existing Supreme Court decisions, because this is somewhat unprecedented in the fact that they are, no pun intended, they are disregarding precedent on previous rulings and now coming back 50 years later and saying, well, the previous Supreme Court messed up here and so we're just going to nullify it. How many other laws and rights that have been codified over the last century or more can we just run the tape back on because of this. Yeah, basically there was there was a an article put out recently that was uh, from the who's the who's the justice that was mainly over this uh Alito? Was, Alito, yeah, yeah. Where he was saying that like something to the effect of like it well the constitution doesn't specifically say or specifically protect some of these rights which also oh, yeah, also he was saying yeah. He was calling them what enumerated rights as written in the constitution and text and then he declared that the previous supreme court rulings were unenumerated rights and basically up for grabs on the chopping block well do you guys know the story behind the judge who uh, initially signed the um the decision for roe v wade who wrote the decision no so i i I can't tell you how accurate this is, but from what I've heard, um, <clears throat> essentially there was a, the judge had a 19 year old law clerk and, um, he called him in the middle of the night one night and said, Hey, I need you to meet me in the office. And they met at the office and he said, right. hold on. And he said, Hey, so my girlfriend was pregnant and we tried to abort it and she bled out. I don't know what to do. And so from there the judge was like we can't allow that to be the situation like she should have had access to do this safely she shouldn't have had to die right and he shouldn't have to go to jail for a homicide right i mean that's the thing is that abortions are going to continue 
but now it's going to be behind closed doors coat hanger with the coat hangers and other means and it's going to be much less safe for so women. the one upside that we have now that we didn't have prior to roe v wade is the internet yeah you can still buy abortion drugs from overseas and have them discreetly shipped to your home now if you get caught it's in a lot of states it's going to be very very bad for you, go to you. Prison. Louisiana, yeah, you're going to catch a homicide charge. Um, even if you leave the state and come back after getting an abortion, you'll get a homicide charge. Yeah, some of the, yeah, some of the states don't really specify that, Louis, but some of them Louisiana do. does. I know that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't know about Texas or not. Contraception is becoming more and more... Um, They'll come for that next. Well, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, they're, they're going to find that as the next target, but... Yeah. Of course so. Because Republicans don't actually care about the unborn fetus, especially once it's, you know, an actual um, you know, child in the real world. They don't they could <laughs> they could care less when yeah. it's actually born, but the thing is is if they actually cared, then they would want the three cornerstones of this this problem solved. They would want access to abortions that are done in a safe and controlled environment. They would want sexual education because it's important to minimize abortions. Yeah. Right. Because we would have education on uh, the, you know, the options and, you know, what's the deal with with contraception? What's the deal with? What's effective? What's not? It's not about what causes pregnancy. What, what, you know, all the, all that stuff. If you teach that to a child, first of all, if you are able to teach sexual education to a younger kid, they will be able to identify if they are being, um, assaulted at home or if someone is you know acting as a predator towards them they can report that to an authority figure because they recognize it otherwise it's just secret fun time with uncle and that's never a good thing it's never about actually stopping the things that they say are problems like if we say oh crime is high okay well why so that doesn't, it doesn't matter the why no. is unimportant. We're gonna, no, we're, we're going to punish. Punish. Yeah, yeah. need important. to be punished. Because if you look, you say, okay, well, why, is most, why does most crime happen? Most of it's from poverty, mm-hmm. like honestly. Most right. of it is desperate people either stealing or acting in a way that... Being entrepreneurs you know, for themselves in the black market. Right, like, but... And the best way they, they, solve, they can find to solve that is by increasing police, police budgets. Yeah, more police. It's like, you're just scaring people. Like, it, it, that doesn't solve the problem. No. And the same can be said of abortion. Like, if you really cared about stopping abortion... Contraception would be free and widely available. Exactly. And we would have proper sex education. We would make things readily available for women. We would have paid maternity leave for, obviously, for the mother and for the father. We would have paternal leave. Um, I mean, that's what's best for the child. We know this. But we don't care what's best for the child. And another reason that I can show you that the Supreme Court doesn't care about children is that Nestle just won their child slavery case. <laughs> Excellent. And it's like, it's Nestle. We all know. See, why was that headline doing? News? Yeah. The I, same I, reason that that <laughs> climate scientist set himself on fire in front of the Supreme court. And it took him almost a week for them to figure out his name. Everyone's like, Oh wow. That was weird. Huh? Anyway, no back. big deal. Yeah. You want fries with that? Back like, to work. <laughs> you're in the drive through. And it's like, Hey, you hear about that guy? He set himself on fire. Uh, no. Yeah. It's, this is large, right? Mac? Can I get the ketchup? Yeah, right, right. And I'll get some um, barbecue sauce, please. Well, I mean, the really funny thing is, once again, if Republicans cared about 
the unborn and babies and all this, they would have, even besides the contraception education and the sex education, they would have programs to make having a child easier. You know, they would have guaranteed paid maternity leave. Mm. They would have incentives for paying for hospitalization when you have your child, any care the child would need to receive afterward in the first six months to years. Pre-birth mother care. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's not about that. Nobody's talking about that. They're just talking about the, a, a very vulnerable inflection point for control over women and that's that's what it's all about because they won't have sex with me yeah essentially (laughs) well i mean that's that's on the face of it and then there are other more nefarious incentives that i think are on a subconscious level that drive this such as we need more workers we need more consumers we we need enough people that can be just thrown into the machine i think that's dead on and i also think unfortunately that there is uh more soldiers yeah that's exactly what I was going to say is we need a, we need cannon fodder. Um, cause it's not, because like, here's the deal. If we really care about like kids again, Texas is trying to do away with the law that all kids can receive public education. Oh my God. He wants to make it so that non <clears throat> undocumented kids will not be allowed in public schools. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, that's, that's just absolutely baffling. It's trying to create a permanent underclass that will do anything. never be able to catch up. I mean, it's, 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 it's creating slave labor almost. I mean, we, we, we already have like a de facto underclass. Now they're wanting to codify it into law. I, I don't even know what... Yeah, so, I don't even know say what to say about that. Yeah, it's I mean, on top of that whole like we need more cannon fodder thing, that actually ties into uh, fascism on the broader scale of uh, Germany in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, these strong women would always brag about having five or six kids. I, oh, I brought five or six kids to the fatherland. They will be great Aryan soldiers one day. It's because they needed. And they fascists always require a subsect of Our human bodies. beings that are ready to be fed into the grinder. Mm-hmm. It's like Starship Trooper. Like uh, it's like the second movie where like the girl is pregnant, and they're like, "All right, well, you know, take care of that kid. We're gonna need him soon." <laughs> like, oh my god! It reminds me of the George Carlin bit. I wanted to play a little bit of it. Okay. Last night, people rushed to Twitter to share their dismay and frustration. And the comedy, the comedy of the late George Carlin from 1996 seemed to strike a very important and familiar chord. Carlin was never one to pull any punches, as you will see in this now viral video. Boy, these conservatives are really something, aren't they? They're all in favor of the unborn. They will do anything for the unborn. But once you're born, you're on your own. Pro-life conservatives are obsessed with the fetus from conception to nine months. After that, they don't want to know about you. They don't want to hear from you. No, nothing. No neonatal care, no daycare, no Head Start, no school lunch, no food stamps, no welfare, no nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're 
<laughs> it's like reverse open. They're not pro-life. You know what they are? They're anti-woman. Simple as it gets. Anti-woman. They don't like them. Oh, George. George Carlin could have led the revolution. I mean, that's just so spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else you can say. No. He, he nailed it. That was in 96. Um, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is this also impacts men as well. Oh, yeah. Like, big time. Hookup culture is going to take a big hit, whether or not you think that's a positive or a negative thing. Regardless, it's it's that we, you know, as as a guy, you can't go out and you know have fun. Or when you go out, you know, you're like there's a lot of responsibility on you, which is fine. There is a great deal of responsibility you should carry as far as you know having safe sex. But if someone's pregnant and you're not financially able to take care of that mm-hmm. child, mm-hmm. then not only are you fucked, not only is the kid fucked, not only is the wife fucked, like everything about that is fucked. Your parents might have to dip in and help you, and then they might get fucked. It's going to if create an eternal <laughs> debtor's that are willing to do it. Well, that's can. true, yeah. And if not, then fuck you. You're just going to be this fucking street urchin in five years. Put your boots on. Not to mention your kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who'll be malnourished and... Undereducated and God, it's like they're doing living in a horrible place. It's like they're doing everything they can to feed as many like awful complexes as possible. But then well, the media comes out and they give you like these uh, these nice little uh, these like oh look he <laughs> he made it out success story. So I actually watched a, an interesting documentary on those like feel good success stories where they were talking about how it kind of like further incentivizes the concept that you might be in the stink right now, but you can pull your way out on an individual basis. You can be just as rich as Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Right. Like you can be successful, but like only you, and it kind of further incentivizes the thought process that things like mutual aid aren't going to be able, they're they're not going to be viable because it's not going to work because only one out of a hundred people are going to come out of the hole well intentional or not it's a psyop to sow the seeds of believing that anything wrong in your life has to be the result of individual failings and i want to be clear that i kind of i i think it's really important to understand the things that you're responsible for in your life and you can change and the things that are greater forces in the economy and culture that you're subject to that you can't mm-hmm. alone and, you can't alone and I, I i do think sometimes people on the left put so much focus on the greater cultural and economic things and want to have a tendency to feel a victim towards everything when they do have more control over their life than they think and however kind of sh- shirk responsibility in that yeah. way however there are some things that we that are only going to get better if we collectively decide to make a change and then enact it and the you know the right doesn't do it any better saying that everything is something personal everybody is capable of becoming a jeff bezos or an elon musk if only they're had the drive and the and the the willpower to do it it's just not true you know there there are so many circumstances that come into it, whether you want to talk about wealth that was inherited or given or the connections that people had, 
or the situations that were available to them that they could take advantage of. It's all about spawn point. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, when you're talking about that amount of leverage and that amount of power that is gained in one <laughs> lifetime. Even if there's a component to where they were individually exceptional in their ability to notice and take advantage of them, it was due to the environment that they grew up in that other people just don't have access to. Well, I mean, it's it's statistically proven. You can pretty well predict within a very small range uh, how much a person's going to make in their lifetime based on what zip code they were born in. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, no, of course there's going to be outliers to that situation. Of course there's going to be your feel-good success stories. I mean, even, but, even your height is a prediction of how well you'll do. Right. That's like a legit study that's out there, multiple, where... You can predict what what career field tall men will go into. Mm, yeah, it's an incredible thought process, and that kind of another thing that kind of feeds into is this concept that um, the first Cro-Magnon, like the first human being that could call themselves Homo sapiens sapien, makes the median household income in America from that point onward, and somehow achieves immortality <laughs> and spends zero percent of that money until. January 1st of 2020 or 2021 and you would still have less than what Jeff Bezos made in, in less than one lifetime yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. over the course of all of human history if you made the median income household you'd have less than Jeff Bezos and he made that in less than one human lifetime that's a, either a spawn point or ridiculous luck but re- regardless of that people will leverage the concept that you can also be like that and you can also be a giant corpora super douche magnate. And you can you can do that, but that's so unlikely. Well, the and thing is, is they, they understand. Well, of course they Jeff do. Jeff understands. Right. The ultra-rich understand that they're like, can't do this by myself. Can't. Can't be up here all my, on my own. And they're in lockstep with the, the ultra-wealthy and elite. But... I wanted to focus us back just for a second back on the Roe v. Wade stuff because I've got several quotes I wanted to get responses it's from. It's also quite important. I pulled these up here. Let me, let me get your thoughts on this. <laughs> the leading Republican candidate for Wisconsin governor, Rebecca Cleefish, just said she wants to ban abortion with no exceptions for rape or incest. She previously said women who are raped should, quote, make lemons out of lemonade. <laughs> Maybe she meant lemons, lemonade out of lemons. That's what she meant, but she literally said, take a bad situation or a good situation and let it be bad because you got raped. That's what she ended up saying. And like the fact that you can say, oh, we'll just make a good situation out of a bad one when it comes to like being a victim of an incredibly serious crime is just like the most appalling and selfish and just cruel thing I think I've ever heard. She's got a big case of, I've never experienced this, so it can't be that bad. Or I've experienced it, and I had the privilege and access to actually just to get it taken care of. Because don't you worry, the rich will still have plenty of abortions mm-hmm. readily available. One in three women actually experience sexual assault at one point in their lifetime. Before they're 25, it's one in six. So let that sink in. I mean, the... Uh, what what is what like she might as well have just said i think you should just pray about it <laughs> if you get raped and you end up pregnant 
I'll pray for you. I mean, the thing is, is, is besides the emotional trauma that's inflicted when a rape happens and all of the baggage that goes with that, she's acting like having a kid is just a small inconvenience, like a road bump in your life. And, and look, it kind of would be if we had the kind of systems in place to take care of children, like Republicans act like we do. You know, at least in The Handmaid's Tale, abortions were outlawed, but you got a free house and a free stipend when you had a kid. Did you, you really? were taken care of. Is that, is that in the show? Yeah. No way. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, so, so really, they're not even enacting this sort of world that they say they want to see. They're just, it's, it's, it's like putting a Band-Aid on something. But it's the opposite. They're just ripping off a Band-Aid off an already disfigured body that is our society and just saying, well, this is better. It's still completely wrong to ban abortion like in The Handmaid's Tale. But like you said, I mean, at least <laughs> doing something. That's awful. Yeah. Well, I can't believe is, that it's worse. My thing is circling back to what we were saying, like a sexual assault victim, regardless of if they're taken care of with that child and they get a the nicest house and the choice. nicest car, yeah. and not even that it's not their choice. Having to look at that child's face every day is going to be traumatic as fuck forever. Mm-hmm. It's a recognized that when someone has a child through choice or otherwise, that is a commitment because once the child is brought into the world, even if you decide to put them up for adoption, adoption is already suck, suck fucking hard. Foster homes typically aren't great in America. Children don't typically get adopted at the rate that, you know, Republicans say that they do. They're always yeah, like, oh, yeah. Especially if minority you don't want- children don't get adopted. Mm-hmm. Oh, at yeah. Those rates. Yeah. So, you know, you have a kid that you don't want because abortions are illegal and so you think well we'll just put them up for adoption that kid's probably going to grow up in that foster home especially if they're a person of color and then they're going to walk out at 18 mad as shit because well they didn't get adopted a b they don't know who their parents are c they don't have any safety net to fall back on at all they have zit zilch nothing (laughs) (laughs) well uh, another thing is, is like, why is adoption so expensive? Because what they'll what they'll end up saying is, or a lot of the the, the GOP will say, you know, there's always another option. You can always put your kid up for adoption. Say so, yeah, and then these private Christian adoption agencies will charge you forty thousand dollars to adopt a child. I mean, you can adopt like a seven or eight year old, and it's probably cheaper. But people want babies. And, well, and and the agencies know that, so they charge like more than a college yeah. degree. Yeah, I I mean, I saw this video it's just trafficking of this uh, guy who went to a you know pro life protest, and the particular message that these people were waving signs for was that you know adopt instead of abort. That was their message, and so he. You know, he went up to them with a little microphone and a cameraman. He was like, so you're out here protesting abortion, advocating for adoption, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And he's like, okay, how many kids have you adopted? How many kids have you adopted? And she was like, uh, well, I have two kids of my own. 
He's like, oh, okay. And then he turns to the one next to her. And how many kids have you adopted? She's like, oh, I wish I could, but I, I can't. I can't. And he's like, Why? oh, okay. Hey, what about you? How many kids have you adopted? She's like, I, I have my own. Every single one of these people are not willing to take to heart what they say. It's always for somebody else to do, somebody else to conform to what they want, nothing that they actually believe in. Well, I mean, <laughs> one of the things that really gets to me is like, you know, I've, I've chosen not to have kids of my own because of my health stuff. And people are always like, oh, well, you can just adopt. And it's like, oh, really? Are you going to pay for it? <laughs> because like, as it stands, I can't really just adopt. I don't have an extra 40 grand. No. Not to mention the ongoing expenses of having a kid. Exactly. But you've got your own ongoing expenses, too. It's not even just about passing down your health situation. I don't know if that's what you're referring to. Yeah. But my mind went also to you've got to pay for your health care stuff, which is probably astronomical. I mean, I'm sure you have decent insurance, but still. I do for now because I'm on my mom's. This July, I will be without health insurance. And the prices are going to be absurdly astronomical like i i I, man it's it's almost as if maybe if we had like a community-based organization that we could you know rely on for situations where people aren't able to either help themselves due to issues literally outside of their control you know it's like almost as if insurance is a scam you know james you should really just Drink water and exercise because <laughs> yoga, keto, meditation. Because Eat I really think <laughs> I really think a lot of your health problems just stem from poor, poor diet and choices. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe um, you should get a lesser. What get, it is? Get a stool test. Make sure your shit's clean. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think really what it boils down to is that I'm just weak willed. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and then I just. <laughs> Of course. I just, I'm just not willing to push as hard as everyone else, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw you napping at like 1130 in the morning, and that's just unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, I know. On a weekend, too. It's like, why, what are you thinking? There's things to you be done. You should be driving Uber on the weekends. Take every so, possible... Oh, yeah. I was speaking to uh, my folks at the house, and um, they had some interesting shit to say about the current state of affairs. One of which was, well, if you're struggling, you should just get three jobs. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't have enough time in the lifespan I have to explain how that is problematic. You should have three jobs just so that you have a roof over your head and you can pay for food. I... No guarantees on the teeth, though. <laughs> That's extra. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I have another quote to read here. With a still regarding This is still regarding abortion, but... In a, like, I want to expand upon it in a different way, more like a paradigm shift regarding how we frame reactions to things. So, uh, this is um, amid outcry following the Roe decision, Clarence, Justice Clarence Thomas condemns those who seek to, quote, bully government institutions into delivering the outcome they want. As a reminder, his wife was in D.C. on January 6th. Seeking to bully Congress into delivering the outcome she wanted. So, the I, the thing I take issue with here is the framing of protesting as bullying or like strong arming the government into doing something when seventy percent of the country supports something that is now being banned. I, that just sounds like democracy to me. Like I like it doesn't sound like bullying when we have. 
Well, they're all about uh, the, they're all about the Constitution and our constitutional rights. They want to be able to carry guns. They want to have freedom of speech. Well, part of freedom of speech is the freedom of gathering. It's the freedom to protest. Freedom it's, to assemble. Exactly. Regardless, it, I mean, a it, protest is an exertion of of power of the people saying that hey, something isn't right here. Something needs to change, and their unwillingness to change that or their unwillingness to recognize the problem or their complete like abysmal disposition on the concept that they can just ignore it. They're just like, yeah, fuck them. It's one of the few things we have as far as escalation within the bounds of the law. Right. Besides voting, which we know how effective that is. It's like getting stabbed in the face. Like, yeah, you should have just voted, man. You know, I liked it. Well, here's the thing. Really what it is, is it's like, well, and Biden even came out and said, you know, well, you guys are going to have to vote hard in 2022 to make sure we <sighs> can, we can codify, you know, saving abortion. And it's like, what do you mean? We voted hard last time. That's why you're the president and we have a majority in Congress and we have a majority in Democrat the Senate. Majority, yeah. And it's like, how, what, how much harder do we need to vote, bro? Like, get something done for what once. What does it mean to vote harder? Well, really what it boils down to is means to have faith no what it means what it really means is just keep electing us because we're not republicans but fuck you we're not going to do anything i do disagree with the um, the sentiment or the 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 idea that a lot of the online left has where anytime republicans do something bad they go to say well democrats are bad too it's like yeah (laughs) well Democrats are just, they're just apathetic and Republicans are actively trying to destroy society. I think, I think the best course of action is probably just to try to keep electing Democrats and then make improvement through direct action because electoralism is not going to get us there alone. I mean, you have it to helps ask, ward off fascism, but you, you have know. to ask the question, you know, what's, what's worse, a party that hates you and is willing to be honest about it or the party that constantly says, we're going to help you out, but then does nothing forever. So there's an element to disrespect from one to the other. Yeah. One's, one's a clear enemy, and they make it very obvious, even if it's not outright stated, which it often is, by reading through the lines what they're trying to do and the fact that they're getting it done and doing it, whereas the other loves to play the position of being the ally while... <laughs> Basically well, opening well, the door for them. Well, either doing nothing or actively continuing to fuck us by being paid off with lobbyists and not holding any strong positions that actually matters other than talking about it. I mean, the decision for Roe v. Wade hasn't been passed yet because it was leaked. I mean, this this wasn't something that happened. It's something that they planned to have happen. And if you look at the time frame that they planned to have this had happen was after the midterms. No, it's come before. No, it was, it was, was June. It? It's coming oh, was June. it? Okay, yeah. okay, I apologize. I, I had read uh, and that was otherwise. Gonna, I think that was an intentional thing, too, to fire up the Republican base. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to fire up Democrats more than anything. I mean, I think it, I think it is, but it's like, what is the fucking point anymore? we've had we're gonna have two years of democrat majority in the house um and in the senate right with the tiebreaker that Mm -hmm. kamala can do and even if we are fired up and we do it like i just don't have any faith that anything's gonna fucking happen if joe biden were to just cancel 
the federally owned student debt. Oh, he can't do that. He won't do that either because that's, you know, that's that's an investment now. Student loan-backed securities are a huge market, and those interest payments are the payments you get for owning that debt. Right. He's, he's not going mean, to... He can't do that. It would... To do that in the way that the financial markets are intertwined would to be to cause another 2008-esque financial crisis. I don't care. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, we're like... We're headed towards one anyway. I don't yeah, yeah, if we're already heading towards a recession... It's free money as far as I'm concerned. absolutely are, <laughs> then we could just do that one little thing. Just speed it up. Yeah, there well, was some people voted even, in. It's not even about that, man. There's, like... Like Blaine was saying, it's just an utter disrespect and a disregard for their voter base because they don't care. They don't. They care about getting their money from their lobbyists. I think some do, but the majority don't. Well, even the ones that do don't have enough power. Mm -hmm. They can't do anything about it. I mean, look, I think AOC cares. I think Bernie cares. I think Bernie cares. Ilhan Omar cares. They care, but... Even they are pulled by the lobbyists and the party leaders that beg them to conform and toe the line of, of ineffectiveness. And then, and then we have people like Kirsten Cinema, and, God, what's that other? Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, who just... He's the most forgettable fucking who, name, who, who's, by the way. Where, where for them, it's more important to be um, a contrarian part of the Democrat Party than it is to vote in the best interests of their constituents. That's what that's what they fucking care about. They get money from lobbyists and they get to act like they're above the Democrat the other Democrats because they're willing to be, you know, tempered and reasonable and not vote for things that people need and get all the fucking screen space and the interviews on TV because they won't do anything you know they won't they're the ones tying up universal health care and all these other things it's just it's just so fucked but you know another big issue is the filibuster we don't have a filibuster proof majority and really that's what democrats need if they want to accomplish anything that's not going away no well not even just that it i know it's not going away that's why i'm saying you need a filibuster proof majority to make it work um, yeah, and that's like sixty-seven. Yeah, it's never going to happen. No, and um, but it ha- it happened under Obama, and we still didn't get anything. Did it happen done. under Obama? Yeah, it did. They had wow. a filibuster-proof majority, and no really way. one of the only things that they got done was Obamacare. <laughs> Could we pass gun control after uh-huh. Sandy Hook? No. <laughs> uh, so uh, the thing is, is I mean, it, it transcends all issues. I mean, if we literally, if we could not pass any sort of meaningful gun control or some kind of policy after an elementary school was shot up where what 20 kids and like a few teachers were murdered we're like yeah i mean i think we just need more of that i think we need more guns actually the thing sorry just just one more thing before i let you speak the (laughs) (laughs) everything is everything is moving more toward the wild west in a literal sense, where... In the most boring way possible. I mean, the, the the Texas law on abortion really points to that. And a lot of the easing of carrying of firearms... I mean, in Georgia, it just happened. You can just carry a gun now, no, no permit. You can just carry it around. Mm-hmm. But the law and a lot of these abortion laws are going to be able to be enforced by citizens. 
So what happens when you paint women as murderers for having an abortion, you give everybody the ability to just carry a gun at all times, you start labeling trans, uh, trans people and gay people as pedophiles, and you allow everybody to just enforce these laws while they have guns. You have the okay corral on every golden corral. You've got, you've got, you've got bounty hunters. You've you've made the population bounty hunters. You've got terrorism happening everywhere. Like you can just be in the subway and be like, you trans degenerate scum. And then boom, bow, done. Yeah. Just get pushed in front of a train. So, I mean, I, and again, I don't want to just sit here and, and like, doom post or whatever but, but <laughs> it's like, pretty bad but at the same time we have to be real with ourselves and like look at the bigger picture i mean i know abortion is you know that's like the main focus today but in the grand scope of what's been happening for the past few decades with like conservative radicalization and um a more focused effort from the right wing since like newt gingrich in the 90s like since then it was just like all hands on deck, don't step out of line, let's keep going. The Democrats just don't have that. And the leftist doesn't have it in general. So, I mean, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is Blaine's, quite literally Blaine's silently screaming over there. But, <laughs> well, it's because, yeah. it's because the left, the for all the bluster of the internet and the new enlightened age and the resurgence of the left, it's it's really just amounted to fucking drama posting about who is and is not an imperfect ally and should be canceled. That's... Oh my God, he's going to talk about cancel culture. Well... Uh, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is... God, is it folding ideas? There's somebody on YouTube that I saw that had a really great video essay, and he made the point that conservatives are a loosely collected group of people composed of outright fascists previously in the minority and increasing in size, right-wing Christian fundamentalists, free economic libertarians, and other associated people that differ with each other on the finer details of what should be happening, but every time that there's an election, they come together and vote for the same interests, and as we can see, they get shit done. They're extremely effective. Mm -hmm. Whereas the left has (laughs) the right idea. Yeah. They've got the bigger picture, but we just fucking pick each other apart based on minute opinions about the exact way that things should be enacted and who is, who does and does not have, you know, enough of uh, a negative past that they should just be completely excluded from the conversation in the present, even though they have a different opinion now. And we're all suffering for it. All these online streamers are incentivized by the way that they make their money and get revenue to talk about the problems and talk about how bad it is and how shitty it is, but never actually accomplish anything to change the order that feeds them their money. What's really more effective for the algorithm and gives them clicks and brings them ad revenue is picking apart their compatriots and deter and and attacking them for it and so we just become more and more fragmented and more and more subdivided and we can't get the shit together it's fucking sad Mm -hmm. i don't know what the solution is vote harder 
<sighs> just vote harder. You'll be fine. The, the solution is the Democrats say, all right, no more filibuster. We're packing the courts. Let's stop this shit. Because what they're doing is they're upholding tradition over what actually needs to be done. Because, like, think about it like the way we used to treat certain blood blood illnesses. We would put leeches on people. Like, what if all the doctors said, well, I mean, we, this is all we've got. You know, this is how we've always done it. We can't, we can't change now. We got to stick to it. May not work all the time, but like, you know, let's just keep going. No, we don't do that. As soon as we found out that that didn't work, we moved away from that shit. Like, this isn't working. There's no, this whole two sidesing thing is just completely backwards. I mean, there are no two sides to some of these issues. But we keep pretending that I mean, that the thing is. is, is the right wing has succeeded in the past century of indoctrinating the average American into believing that the interests of the collective are not their interests. Everything has to be individual. Everything has to be a competition that has winners and losers and gainers and... And, and those that lose, I said that twice. <laughs> Where, whereas if we band together and work together, we're all lifted up. People are different and they do have different abilities. But there is a baseline that those abilities push us farther away from or under that can be raised to a much greater magnitude than any of us have individual capabilities for. So the mentality that conservatives take on that is basically, well, I don't want to be paying for somebody else's stuff. And it's like, like I, I was talking with one the other day and literally it came down to, he said, I said, contraception should be free and widely available. He said, well, you want to pay for somebody else's condoms? Yeah. And I said, yeah, cause they're going to pay for mine. Oh, like yeah, I, <laughs> that's the thing is it's not it's not me paying for someone else and getting nothing in return i have access to it too so we're all just contributing and we're all taking part in it it's 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 healthy like i don't know what the issue is i had a four hour long argument with somebody who i'm you know, it doesn't matter point is i had a four hour four hour long argument with someone about mutual aid and the concept of like having essentially a big community money pot and the way i explained it to him i said if I break my leg tomorrow and I can't go to work for the next three months, that's what the mutual aid's for. Help me pay rent, get food on the table, and you know maybe even pay for the surgery if my insurance or if I don't have the money to you know fix my fucking leg. That way I can still be an active member of the community. And then you know the next time that something happens, since I would still be an active member of the community, I would be contributing, and then they would get whatever they need to you know help them be an active member of the community is like no no i don't like that i no no i've got aflac for a reason huh. like, okay sure. what do you think insurance is <laughs> right exactly it's like, a collective pot that everybody contributes to but the people who run it just take more off the top and right. i mean it's the you're same paying, thing. you are paying and don't somebody give you anything no right, right they actively try to not pay <laughs> Yeah, like you, the way I explain it to him again is I pay for insurance. I pay an exuberant amount for insurance. And if I get into a car wreck, they will send like four people out to take a look at this fucking car and be like, <laughs> try to find any way they can any to, give you, to not give you money. And with the money that I spent on the insurance, I could have probably bought a car. 
by the time like from when I owned it to now, if I crashed it today, I could have probably bought a brand new fucking car. I mean, look, like what is the, what is the difference in a universal healthcare system versus a, a fucking the the private insurance industry except you're paying more for private insurance. That's there, it. There isn't any. There's yeah, no difference. Exactly. I mean, it's like you said, the difference is that it actually probably be better. Well, it you're, is better. You're, you're paying more money because you have to contribute to the the cream off the top that gets distributed to the shareholders. And there's exactly. like there's like dozens of insurance companies. So if we just had all of that money, all into one big Netflix subscription for healthcare, <laughs> that's how we have to relate it. Well, yeah, but then yeah, also healthcare another- as a service. Well, as yeah, a utility. But, but healthcare as a utility is super important too because right now, like, I've got like a funny feeling in my leg. Okay, I'm not going to go to the doctor. Doctors are fucking expensive. Wait to go to the emergency room. Yeah. 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 Exactly. When I go to the emergency room because I can't feel my fucking knee. Think, all think, right, that's going to be a bit more fucking expensive. But if I had caught on to it early, think when James uh, knows all about this. Yeah. 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 Speak it, on that, pre- James. So preventative treatment is the most important thing you can do. Reactive treatment is well. You're already damaged. What's more profitable? Well, I mean, honestly, preventative treatment would be more profitable in the end because it, instead of seeing somebody once, you get to see them thirty times over the course of three who, years. James? No, for for the for the insurance company and the doctors because in well, mostly for the doctors, but it you'd see somebody multiple times over the course of a long period and prevent them from having any event that is massively expensive you know if you if you have somebody that's seeing their doctor regularly staying on top of their cholesterol and their blood pressure whereas they wouldn't have been before without that doctor then they're not going to have a heart attack Mm -hmm. and it's not going to cost the insurance company seventy thousand dollars for them to have an open heart surgery whereas it would only cost them probably five grand over the course of five years well, they just won't pay to take it. care of them that's the thing with the with the heart stuff those like, we're not paying that. i mean the bigger the bigger picture <laughs> here die. the bigger picture here is that what we're doing is limiting the amount of overall wealth that we're able to generate in the system at the ex, at at the expense of allowing certain groups and individuals to accumulate most of it that's the trade-off mm-hmm like James says, it's better for the economy overall if more people are healthy because because they can generate more wealth. It's also How healthier for the economy for uh, companies to be, um, what's the fucking thing, collectively owned. But right. uh, I forgot what the, the term is. But as you're saying, like the, the left response is always more economically viable. But go ahead, as you were saying. Didn't mean to cut you off. Uh Oh, sorry. Damn, I really didn't it's mean okay. to fuck you. It's okay. the the point The point is, is that we a healthier economy generates more wealth overall, but that's not what is desired by the ownership class because a healthier economy would have more opportunity for more people to own themselves bigger, more equal shares of the pie. That's that's at the end of the day what the unsaid incentive is of all these things that we want to be done that aren't being done. And only until more people realize that, I don't think it's ever going to change. Realize it all you want. We can't change it individually. We need the group to stand up at once. It has to be recognized, and then it has to be acted upon. We're still, I think, in the stage of not enough people are recognizing. Things are changing, but we still have these old croakers in power that were voted in from the past generation who couldn't see it. They're oh, yeah. now working as fast and as hard as they can successfully, I might add, 
to solidify their power by enacting voter suppression and gerrymandering and doing everything else under the sun to make sure that their lineage of hoarding stays being able to do so. So Ron DeSantis with the crayon making his voting districts. <laughs> so exactly. the, I guess kind of the last thing I wanted to touch on was, um, you kind of led into it perfectly. Um, what's next? What, um, kind of precedent does this set what are they going to go after they're not stopping you don't, um, you don't think, stop after a win you keep going for the championship you i know think what I'm one of the big one of the big next ones that they're going to go after will be gay marriage think unfortunately so? i do yep. uh they they like you like you stated earlier they're painting all these everyone that's gay trans whatever to be pedophiles they're pushing trans ideology on exactly. our children in exactly school. it's it's all about indoctrinating these kids to be gay grooming. And it's like, yeah grooming that's the big yeah word and now. it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna claim that then why would you allow them to be married and in front of your kids married like why would you let that be okay because the the only reason that the only way that homosexuality is really brought up in like elementary school settings it's brought up probably in middle school and high school for like educational purposes i would say sex education yeah Yeah. but is if if you have a teacher and they're introducing themselves they're like this is my husband who happens to be a man also yeah that's it Protect my children from what reality? So, yeah, that's, so, that's so my they, big thing. They is they're like they, they can't get married anymore. We don't have to talk about it anymore. It's just well, because no, they're disgusted is, with the thought that their kid might be like, huh? I kind of like men. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not even that. The big thing is they think it's icky, and they think it's inherently sexual to be gay, and it's yes. not. It's not inherently sexual. Just like your relationship with your wife is not an inherently sexual thing. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it has a sexual component, but you don't go out in public and do that. And neither do gay people. They're just people in a relationship. It's no different from yours. You just don't like it. Yet child beauty pageants are A, not grooming, and B, not inherently sexual. Correct. Right. <laughs> they, they, they also said interracial marriage was coming next. And I just, I don't know if I quite buy that. I don't know if I buy that That seems one. very far-fetched to me, but... I mean, Maybe it, 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 it all just depends upon if they push this abortion thing through and then they put, push the gay marriage thing through. I mean, at that point, there have been two in a row successful and therefore emboldened. You know, why not? God, we are Clarence in, Thomas's wife is white, I think. We are in <laughs> she is, not Jenny only is the, the worst possible timeline, we are in the timeline that promotes the most suffering. Like the most <laughs> amount of people are alive to witness the suffering. If it was any right. worse, too much of too much of the population would be dead and we wouldn't right. be able to experience the suffering. I just I just want to add before we wrap up here. I think I think this could be the the domino that leads to the unraveling of the United States. And I'm completely serious about that because if we've now set the, the precedent that precedents can just can be revised at the judicial level and we're going to overthrow Roe versus Wade. And there are these States that have these laws on the wayside ready to punish people for having abortions, but some States even having laws to punish people that have abortions in other states and then return to their state that violates the free movement principle of the union 
right? We have we have a right unless you're under a criminal punishment, right? Mm-hmm. A criminal sentencing to move freely from one state to the other without restriction, no matter what. If that gets called into question and a case rises to the Supreme Court, the way things are going, they're just going to they're just going to say, well, you know, that's state's rights, too. And then poof, with the stroke of a pen and the publishing of a paper, what holds this entire union together is gone. Federalism. Well, well I, yeah, I mean, you, you, <laughs> exactly. Just imagine you know, if you were, right. just imagine if humans were born with wings and we could fly, and then borders wouldn't even be a thing because, like, the concept of <laughs> we'd of have stratospheres. Oh my Go god, on. fuck! You're right. Like we'd have like layers. We'd have like blimps. Atmosphere. We'd yeah. have blimps where the ultra the rich are allowed to stay. Are literally the lowest class. I mean, who's to say that when the Republicans? If they take power in 2022 and in 2024, all these bright ideas that we've had where we say, get rid of the filibuster. Why wouldn't they just do that shit? Oh, they will. They will. will. And then then why wouldn't they say, we're going to pack the court? They will. That's exactly. They're they're taking notes. It's only unconstitutional when somebody that's not them does it. It's uh, Emperor Palpatine. They said, that's against the law. He said, make it the law. He said, is that legal? He said, I I will make it legal. Yep. Yep. I am the Senate. I mean, yeah. That's the Senate. (laughs) True words have not been spoken. (laughs) And uh, I mean, I don't know. 2024 is just looking pretty rough. I I don't think Trump's running. I don't. He's he's too old. I I listened to uh, a video of him speaking just a couple weeks ago, and he sounds, he finally sounds like an old man. He sounds terrible. And and actually, Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro actually said he shouldn't run. They should run DeSantis. That's what Shapiro (laughs) says. Well, of course. Well, yeah, because (laughs) Shapiro's actually intelligent enough to recognize like, okay, this dude is not Trump is just not cutting the fucking cake. We put yeah. him in there so that we could show that we can have he an insane ass, oh, yeah. sycophantic, bumbling tard bucket as the president, and now we can get someone cogent who's respectable yeah. on a world stage well, to stand they, up there yeah. and actually he, make American he Nazism the, he set the, the stage. The norm. Now it's time for somebody to get up there and dance. He would, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was pretty the fuck much. He was he he served his role. He got three Supreme Court justices. Okay, Three. listen. Hold on. Last thing, and oh, then we got to yeah. wrap this up. And, that, and everybody just stood by there, with their mouths shut. <laughs> there is a terrible degree of irony to the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg wouldn't resign mm-hmm. when she could have during Obama's presidency when he begged her to, because she was in poor health and had already gone through cancer twice. Her ego was too big to step off the stage and let a Democrat put another justice on there. Potentially another pro-woman. There should have been two. If if there was, you're right. McConnell blocked it. You're right, you're right. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, if that would have happened, this overturn of Roe versus Wade, that one by one vote would not have happened. And there is some degree of morbid irony, the fact that a woman's ego got in the fact of protecting the rights of millions upon millions of other women. Mm. And I, not that it was the, like the hypocrisy, everything just lines up perfectly <laughs> where Mitch McConnell said, Common well, you world. can't, you can't nominate and, and you can't put up a justice in the lame duck period. Trump does it. Boom. Confirmed. 
I less, mean, less that's, than that's a month. the biggest evidence that everything that just so full of fucking shit. That's the biggest evidence that everything that the Republicans say we're not going to do, like the filibuster and packing the court, they're going to do the moment they have. It's a just chance. inconvenience. There's no principle. There's they, nothing. They do all the things that they say that a the Democrats do and that b they call degenerate. Like they fuck children. <laughs> Republicans do all the shit that they say Democrats do. Like. They fuck children. They do cocaine off of strippers' <laughs> assholes. They fuck hookers. They have massive gay orgies. Like it's it's the whole nine. Yeah. Madison Cawthorn said himself. Uh, this, speaking of Madison Cawthorn, I think they're going after that man. There have been leak mm-hmm. after leak after yeah. leak uh, for the him ever since he said that. Throw that wheelchair down a hill. <laughs> Just saying. Him and Greg Abbott's. Anyway, yeah, pretty much. I think it's a good point to wrap up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're done here. Conservative Supreme Court Justice Barrett wrote a brief, uh, a brief about abortion. She noted that the USA needed a quote uh, domestic supply of infants end quote to meet needs of parents seeking infants to adopt. She argued that mothers must birth their baby and give it up for adoption to meet market demands. Fuck that. That's, bitch. Not, even, that's not even true. There's not enough people. That's to also adopt. a disgusting way to reference what a human being. Yeah. Like cattle, just like com- a cat that you it's commodities. Yeah. 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 So that's how they think of us. We yeah, are. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, I heard, I heard before also that uh, they're attempting to wean off the American people and start calling us the American consumers because they only view us as Fuck. something that consumes. Uh, yeah. I think we're done here. I can't, I can't take this anymore. All right. Well, are there any closing remarks? Um, I, I'm going to say stock up on food. I did have one, but I'm going to let other people go first, and then I'll see if I can remember it, because I forgot it. (laughs) Hold your breath and watch for the end. (laughs) (laughs) If you die and come back as a butterfly, just pray that they don't tax the chrysalis. Oh, my my closing statement would be, you know, this is is all pretty doomery, but um, I still think it's worth it. Get out there and vote. I mean, as much as I hate the fucking Democrats, we, I, we need to. Vote. They're not trying to kill me, so yeah, they're vote, not actively vote, against but do us. More. There you go. Oh, but do more. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. Uh, I'm Blaine. I'm Dylan. I'm Ed. I'm James. And this has been left in the basement. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>